Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Kermit Washington, Billy Ray Bates, Joey Devine, Cold Medicine Pitchman Lyle Hollins, Dave Twardzik. Sean Keen, Jim Paxson, musical guest Quasi, and now the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, here with a, uh, What's going to be, I'm going to say, a loose episode of Round Ball Rock? Because uh, yeah, we're recording at midnight. Um, Sean Keen, permanent co-host, is here. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I um, I went to an album release party by our friend, Marcel Arcbile. Yeah. Wow, what a brag. Uh, the album's called The Woke Bully. Uh-huh. And uh, at the party, she had a DJ, and they were playing a bootleg of uh, Spider Verse. So, oh, very cool. And I, the, I mean, the FBI is probably coming after me right now. So we're, <laughs> boy, I'm, I'm in a lot of trouble. I think from attending that. Um. Uh, so not a lot's been going on in the NBA. I gotta say. No, there's been like games since the day we. Uh, since one day ago, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it hasn't it hasn't really been that long. We put out a podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some big big moves. I mean, like Henry Ellenson signing for the whole rest of the year for with the New York Knicks. Incredible tank move by them. 
they'd been getting on a winning streak, but Henry locking Ellenson, in Ellenson. He's like a um, Midwest Isaiah Hartenstein, right? I think that's right. Henry Ellenson, to me, is always the guy that I assumed was a Euro, even after hearing him speak English. <laughs> <laughs> and then I learned, like, he's like, no, 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 he's pretty much lived in the Midwest his whole life. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he honestly might as well just be like Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, he, he does, he kind of looks like a shrewd. Uh, Yeah. Um, we don't talk about The Office on this show, though, because The Office Sorry. is overrated. Oh, <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Wow, these are coming in hot. Um, basketball Internet talks about The Office way too much. That's all I'm going to say about that real quick. The basketball, you know what it is. basketball yeah. Twitter talks about a couple of things way too much. One, mm-hmm. The Office. Two, A Star is Born. <laughs> Do you feel like that's basketball Twitter, Joe? No, 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 I don't. But uh... <laughs> who do you feel like is the Jackson Maine of the NBA, Joey? Honestly, mm. based on how the last couple of days have gone, it might be LeBron. <laughs> I was kind of thinking that, too, that like he sees Kyrie out of the window of a limousine and is like, hey. <laughs> I and mean, then, it's not even Kyrie. That's Anthony Davis, baby. Oh my God! Well, well, and then <laughs> eventually, look, man. Like, don't you think Jackson Maine would be bringing a glass of wine, walking through the tunnel into a game? Look, that seems like kind of his steez. The other day, um, I tweeted something about a star is born. Look, I, I maybe I gave away the ending of the sp- of a star is born. <laughs> What, Joey? And a guy tweeted back at me like, well, thanks. Now I'm not going to see it. And here's what <laughs> I'm going to say real quick. Uh, it's the fourth remake since 1937. Like, if you haven't seen A Star is Born yet or like, like, that's on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, that you didn't get any. No, no one prodded you to check out this movie yet. Well, but I mean, not even this movie. I just mean... Again, there have been four A Star is Born movies, and they all end the same way since 1937. Oh, do they all end the same way? I haven't uh, seen it. I mean, yes, they have, like, they all have the the main thing always happens that I happen to spoil. Okay, okay. Well, that that seems fair. Uh, But yeah, it came out four months ago. It's made over... $200 $200 million in America. Um, um, there have been so- over 200 Grantland Jr. blog posts about it. I don't totally know what you're waiting for at this <laughs> point. It's weird that Todd Phillips was a producer, though, I gotta say. Um. Anyway, we can't... We are turning into Grantland Jr. Because Damn we it. started last week talking about A Star is Born jokingly. Again, um, a movie I have not seen. <laughs> but Joey ruined it, so I don't have to. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe there's been four movies about it. Like, I don't think that's much of a spoiler. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, given that the first movie came out in the 30s? Yeah. Yeah. Like, considering Fair. they've been telling this story for longer than The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um. All right, though. Uh. So, look. 
we didn't plan a whole lot for this episode. So basically, we're going to talk, we're, we, we asked for some reader questions very late, and we got huh. some. We're going to do that. Sean, let's get to some reader mail, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. Um, first off, let me just say, readers, we may have, like, we may do some episodes where we answer reader mail and only reader mail, but we would answer reader mail every episode if you sent us reader mail. And uh, you can do that at roundrockpod at gmail.com or at roundrockpod on Twitter, or you can always call us on the phone. Uh, and that number is, of course, it doesn't spell anything to my chagrin every single time. But that number, you can always call us on the phone at 323-682-0342. Leave us a message, especially if you are Spike Lee. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Um, our first question, Sean. Yes. Comes from... Our friend Patrick Cosmos at very important, and he. I asked, hear from Take It or Break It that he uh, he has is a pretty muscular muscles. guy. Yeah, apparently he has glorious muscles. Talked about that for about twenty minutes. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Patrick Cosmos asks, "I'm watching Joe Ingles just lay waste to competitors right now." How does an NBA player come back from being showboated on and taunted at by a dude who legitimately looks like Chris Elliott? That, I mean, that's a very good point. Um, it's funny because he's such an improbable guy. Because he is our most improbable good player. Well, I would say that also. Um, I feel like I was weirdly in on the ground floor with Joe Inglis because because uh, he blinded uh what's his face? What what's that, sir? Because he blinded um That's right. Yes. Why yes, can't yes. I think of his name? John Who, Shire. John Shire. Duke he, Duke villain John Shire. Yeah, he he blinded John Shire in a summer league game in like 2011. Yeah. Um so we were aware of him because Look, we we predate this Warriors as favorites, hated team. We're more from the era of, uh, I mean, like, what's more memorable, Joey? The 2017 Warriors title or Marco Bellinelli's Summer League explosion? Marco Bellinelli's Summer yeah, League. Yeah, right? Like, that, that, that sticks out. <laughs> so he was, a, he was a Warriors Summer Leaguer, and he blinded John Shire, and I saw it in person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and uh, the Warriors our friend, did not <laughs> sign him. <laughs> our friend yelled, that's how we do it in the Bay? Yeah, that- <laughs> and then it turned out we were sitting next to John Shire's parents. Uh, um, he got poked in... Okay, Joe Ingles, I think we've told this on the podcast before. We have, but we have. John Shire. New listeners. <laughs> Joe Ingles, a player no one had heard of at the time. Yes. Um Playing for a Warriors team that it was the year Epe Udo hurt himself, so the Warriors didn't even have a rookie. <laughs> um, so no one was at this game, except yeah. for me and my friend, who will remain nameless. 
Yeah. Uh, John Shire gets the ball in the corner. He pump fakes once. Joe Ingles uh, bites on the pump fake and proceeds to stick his finger directly in John Shire's eye. And if you guys aren't familiar with John Shire, John Shire is one in, you know how like white point guards from Duke, it's kind of like the Dalai Lama. Like the spirit of one is mm-hmm. reincarnated in the other. It's like Bobby Hurley, and then it's Wojo, and then it's Kyle Singler and John Shire. You know, Mike Dunley. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, John Shire was JJ Redick level obnoxious in college, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. He was like not quite Grayson Allen, but a step down from JJ Redick. And for some reason, the Warriors had him. In summer league, multiple years. Joe Ingles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, John Shire pump fakes. Joe Ingles pokes him in the eye. It looks like a hard foul, but not like a terrible one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend stands up to again. There were probably I don't know five hundred people in the arena. It was in the big arena too. Uh-huh. Uh, and my friend stands up and yells. Really, really loud. That's how we do it in the Bay. Yeah. Um. And then John Shire lays on the ground for a disturbingly long time. Uh, the mm-hmm. game stops. Everyone is very upset. John Shire is very, very hurt. Uh, and the two middle-aged white people who were sitting next to us mm-hmm. um, ran down to the court uh, because... They were John Shire's parents. Yeah, they were. And, yeah, they were. Um, my friend and I at this point were so embarrassed, we left the arena. And as we were walking out of the arena, we couldn't afford to rent a car even. So we were taking the bus and we were walking to our bus stop out of Thomas and Mac. Uh, when an ambulance full of John Shire drives by us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to say that is not how we do it in the Bay. <laughs> we we don't blind people. Uh, also, he never played basketball again. Nope, because he, uh, he is blind in that eye. He is coaching at Duke, though. So congratulations to Coach K. Uh, that's how they do it in the K. Well, All we right. only need <laughs> one eye to see the floor before you slap it. But anyway, we've got to answer this question. Oh, also, yeah, don't forget Joe Ingles. Uh, Doc Rivers cut him to save money, I believe. Um, I mean, he definitely was with the team in Summer League, I believe. Um, I mean, he, he no, went... No, he kept him too long. Uh, there's that story, he told it on the Low Post, where they told him he was going to make the uh, roster, and then they cut him on the last day of on like the first day of the season or something as his wife was flying here from Australia. Oh my God. Doesn't seem like, doesn't seem like anyone the Clippers could have used in that era. (laughs) A team that never had a small forward. I'm so Uh, curious about, yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) and just, just that, that, yeah, that that was, was like, like, did Hito Turkoglu, Beat him out. Was <laughs> I, that was I, that who did it? Was it Paul Pierce? Who... It was probably. Let's be honest. It was probably Wesley Johnson. Oh man, Wesley Johnson. Is he about the same age as Joe Ingles? He might be. I, <laughs> I 
Pinky's probably younger. I mean, Joe okay, Ingles so, is younger, probably. Okay, so that team, instead of him, they opted for Big Baby Davis. Uh-huh. Did not uh, help. Matt Barnes. Uh-huh. Did not help. Um, Dante Jones. Also uh, for... Bumped, bumped Draymond Green. Oh, the guy who bumped him is Hito Turkaloo, though. Oh, um, yeah. That's did not was. help. Uh, also, Ekbe Udo was on that team, so congratulations. <laughs> Maybe that was the moment when Ekbe Udo like, whispered to Doug Rivers, like, he blinded a guy once. Anyway, we're not answering Patrick's question, Sean. Sorry. How do you... How does an NBA or come um, an NBA player come back from being showboated on and taunted on by a dude who looks like Chris Elliott? I think you just have to go like literally sleep under the stairs, and I'm not saying that in a Harry Potter sense. I'm saying that as Chris Elliott's uh, late night with David Letterman character who lived uh, underneath the stage and the stairs. See, oh. I just think you dunk on him and then call him your cabin boy. Oh, and then you go, these pipes are clean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or you well, just actually, get a life, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or you show them your fist and you're like, this is Bob and this is Ray. And I'm going to ruin your life. All right. Weird. Chris Elliott. Uh, we're out of Chris Elliott things to say. Um, but honestly, uh, I don't think there's any shame in because uh, Joe Ingles does this to people all the time. You know, the thing is, like an Australian Chris Elliott is a very different kind of Chris Elliott, too. Yes. Just feel like I just feel like like there's so much rowdiness just in the culture that uh, even his weirdness would be like, no, 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 we're all kind of like that. Also, you know what? I'm kind of over thinking of Joe Ingalls this way. He does it too much. My guy where I'm like, oh, I don't know how you come back from that now is Boyan Bogdanovich <laughs> for foreign Joe Ingalls. <laughs> Uh, this is this is Pacers, Bogdan. Yeah, Boyan has been like monstering people lately. I don't know if you've noticed, but since Oladipo went down, he's averaging like twenty four points a game or something yeah, crazy like you know, that. Yeah, now. <laughs> um, and he is just as fat and old looking as Joe Ingles is. <laughs> he's like also um, Joe Ingles. I don't know if he's balding in like a particularly Australian way, but I have an Australian friend who has basically the exact same hairline and is also very <laughs> tall. Uh, but Boyan is like, like balding, like the stress of his life is making his hair. Like, like Joe Ingalls somehow has, still has like jaunty hair, mm-hmm. but Boyan just seems like it's like he's just getting angrier with every follicle that leaves and like. Yeah, it he 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 almost feels more like an aggressive like Mike Judge character. <laughs> oh, from Ecuador. Ecuador. Shout own. out shouts to chartable.com and uh Roundball Rock's number one country, Ecuador. Also Boyan feels like 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 Chris Elliott just has a beard. Boyan seems like he might like shave minutes before tip off and has a five o'clock shadow by like the first time out of the first <laughs> It's very like he's Vince Vaughn looking. That's what I would say. He he's the one that has the most like. Yeah, yeah. Boyan is the most Vince Vaughn looking for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get to our next question. Okay. Uh. This of course comes from genial black man. Classic. Classic uh. round ball rock listener. Uh. Who is at Trey Cool X 
on Twitter. And uh, his question is, who is the Michael Cohen of the NBA? Ooh. And he expounds on it by saying, who would drop dimes on their money ticket if it meant not going to jail? Yeah. But just so everybody knows, um, the reason Michael Cohen has turned on Donald Trump is not something of conscience. It's that he... Uh, he was going to go to prison. Flagrantly fraudulent tax returns that didn't necessarily have anything to do with Trump and his wife signed them. So he's he's doing this so his wife does not go to prison. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so who's like into some dirty shit but would rat other people out? I mean, obviously, Kobe did do this uh, upon his <laughs> best. Uh, I'll tell you who the, the a rapist. I'll tell you who the opposite of Michael Cohen is the least likely guy to flip is of course you Donis Haslam. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. You Donis Haslam. I would also say Ennis Cantor is very unlikely to flip. Sure. Um, but no, you Donis Haslam is the only thing that would make him flip is if you accidentally castrated his prize dog by mistake. I don't think he'd flip still. He'd just he'd just take care of things himself. Yeah, I think he'd be more likely to flip if you told him you could uncastrate that dog, mm-hmm. but not castrating one of his dogs. If you, look, if you don't know that story, this is extremely weird. Uh-huh. Uh, we've talked about it on the show before. Uh, a, somebody accidentally um, uh, neutered one of. Uh, Udonis Haslam's dogs, and he was suing a guy over it. Anyway. Yeah, the, the financial loss, he alleged, uh, was very high, which, if you did the math, meant that that dog was going to get jerked off a lot. <laughs> Presumably by someone in Udonis Haslam's employ. Also, he attempted a three-pointer against the Warriors this week, and it was very funny. Anyway, the Michael Cohen of the NBA. Um, oh, just a rat. Uh, I mean, it's my a very gut is always snitch like, league in general. I think. I think so. For some reason, I don't think this is correct. But the first player I thought of was Austin Rivers. But I don't really think that that's the case. He's he too. He's too of a, he does have kind of a Henry Hill vibe. Yeah, he's too <laughs> aggressive. But I can also see him. Like I can see him feel. I mean, he basically has been part of a criminal organization as part of the Los Angeles Clippers in the Doc Rivers Excuse era. Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's a that's a there's some shady stuff going on on that team. Um, a lot of chicanery and fights, and uh, but he's he seems a little too like aggressive. You know what I mean? Like he's not he's not really soft. I don't know why I think this. Uh-huh. But I think the answer is Jordan Clarkson. Whoa. I don't even know why. I just get a vibe. Oh, I think I think I know who it is, and I think it's Iman Shumpert. <laughs> I mean, isn't the actual answer probably D'Angelo Russell? Didn't he actually do this already to somebody? To I mean, I guess. <laughs> but he did for the lols. I... Like, if he'd done that with Kuzma on the team, it would have just been like, oh, another hilarious prank war from those young Lakers. <laughs> for some reason, like, it's a weird, it's a lot of people who stand for Nick Young among the players. Actually, you know what? It's answers like this. It's always Devin Booker, dude. Yeah, I, I thought about Devin Booker, too. <laughs> it's always, look, Devin Booker is secretly the weirdest, shadiest NBA guy right now. 
just like ready to flip at a moment's notice. I'm trying to think of who who in the NBA like has narked. It's not. It, it really isn't an NBA thing. There's a lot of like baseball and football narking, but <laughs> um. All right. Yeah, probably Devin Booker. Yeah, it's it's probably Devin Booker. Um, okay. From our friend at Queen Ozymandias. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bulls have won four of their last five, including beating the Celtics. Is Boylan Ball working? I kind of think you gotta say yes. No fucking way. <laughs> well, here, here's you know what's actually working for the Bulls? Lori Markinen being awesome. And not benching Robin Lopez for two thirds of the season for no reason. <laughs> like Like he was just like not playing at all for a year. And then they they he starts playing 35, 40 minutes a game, and suddenly the team's getting like did anyone notice how like what an improbable amount of rebounds the rest of the front court is now getting <laughs> that happens on every single team. Robin Lopez is ever on. It's not like Robin Lopez is an old man either. No, Robin Lopez is 30 years old. <laughs> By the way, this is something I learned. Joey, did you know that the Lopez twins were born on April fool's day? No, but it makes total so sense. good. Good. Uh, yeah. I, I think it is less boiling ball and more like, yeah, Lowry Markinen's not hurt anymore. They got Otto Porter for free, but mainly one of the greatest unsung team players in recent NBA history is no longer being benched for no reason at all. <laughs> um. All right, and this is the question. Oh, wait, hold on. We just got another one in right now. By the way, Robin Lopez absolutely has a beautiful soul. Oh, one hundred percent. We should mention some more boiling stuff. Um, yeah. j- look, there's just no way making people do push-ups in the middle of a season is ever going to work. <laughs> um, but having an awesome soul probably does work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do we know who is currently on the Bulls leadership committee? No, we couldn't figure it out. Remember, we looked. Oh, oh, hold on. There's a new member. Just a second. There, There is. Hold on. Just a second. Today, there is a new story about it. Okay. Otto Porter Jr. is on. Oh! <laughs> but, okay, so the, the original leadership Wait, here's committee. The, hold on. Before we yeah. talk yeah. about who the original was, I'm sorry, but you are playing with fire. If you are adding anyone from that Wizards locker room in any leadership capacity at all. Well, yes, but let (laughs) me tell you who was originally on the leadership committee. Okay, Okay, so there's there's three people. Classic Uh, Zach Levine, Lowry Markinen, Robin Lopez. They've been on the leadership committee from the beginning. Originally, that leadership committee also contained Justin Holiday. Mm hmm was traded off the leadership committee. I mean, they I'm sure they got some stuff back, but primarily he was traded off the leadership committee. And the fifth member of that leadership committee, Joey, Bobby Portis. Oh, boy. So normally you wouldn't want to add a Washington Wizard, but if you're That's an upgrade. Bobby yeah, Portis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. 
Uh, actually, but yet there's only four people on the leadership committee now. By the way, I just figured remembered who the NBA's Michael Cohen is. It's like, oh. no, it's like not. It's not Devin Booger. It is 100% either John Wall or Jimmy Butler. Ooh, Jimmy Butler. I could definitely see. I could also <laughs> see. Okay, now, now, I think that's correct personality-wise, but for the person who is most likely to have criminal liability and, like, plead, pleading it down, I think it's Chandler Parsons. I mean, look, I'm not even thinking about it from a an actual criminal side. You know what I mean? No. Like, these guys aren't doing crimes. They're all good. They're all fine. Chandler Parsons might be doing crimes. Chandler too. Parsons might be. Yeah, but yeah. I just mean... John Wall went on TV last year to, like, talk shit on his teammates. That's basically yeah. Michael Cohen's move. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, I mean, so is the, the four. I mean, Jimmy Butler basically did this. Like, to get out of the jail in Minnesota, of uh, Tom Thibodeau's jail in Minnesota, uh-huh. he talked about how Carl Anthony Towns was playing Fortnite too much. Although he did that mid-season last year, <laughs> that that was not quite the escape strategy. He was, but that's that's why like like Ratten's in his soul. You know what I mean? It's definitely Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler will do it like like he's more like a jailhouse snitch who it's like, <laughs> did you even get any time off your sentence? And he's like, no, but look at all the extra money I got in uh, the canteen. <laughs> uh, all right, we got a new question in from uh, okay, great. my former roommate Reed Nelson. He asks, is the Golden State Warriors new arena, the Chase Center, going to have a Tex Wasabi's? Now, for those of you that don't know, Tex Wasabi is, uh, it's one of Guy Fieri's restaurants. It's Japanese Mexican. What a, what a name. (laughs) I was not aware that Tex Wasabi's existed until just this moment. (laughs) Uh, yeah, his original at the menu. The OG look, the OG Guy Fieri restaurant is, of course, Johnny Garlic's. Yes, he also has Tex Wasabi. Uh, he's got. Um, hold on, what are other Guy Fieri restaurant names? This is going to be a food heavy. Uh, are these episode. all characters? Are are these all characters in the extended Fieri verse? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, well, they're cartoons. That is quite a logo. It is a man <laughs> in a cowboy hat and what appears to be leather pants below. Dude, he's got spurs. He's got so many restaurants, dude. I mean, he's it's an American. It's an American treasure. <laughs> T- Tex Wasabi's. Uh, I don't. I don't hate these things I'm looking at, Joey. No, dude. Look. Our friend Shane Torres was correct, and all of us have finally started to figure that out. And that's Guy Fieri is fine. Like, yeah. look, you don't have to. He looks insane, but I think he knows. Also, it's insane that all of these things are for sale at the same restaurant. Mm-hmm. But there's no none of this is like gross. <laughs> it's just it's just like like many of these are not particularly combinations of. Of like like fish and like so, like a lot of these items are just barbecue items or sushi items. Yeah, it's just weird that they're being <laughs> in place. But no, but there's no like Frankenstein items. It doesn't seem like four four of uh, Carnival cruise ships have uh, 
restaurants called Guy's Pig and Anchor on them. Incredible. Now, granted, this 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 sushi roll called the Screaming Gobbler. <laughs> I can't get any details on it. And there's also one called Big Bird on Fire. This might be you might be pushing it a little bit, but uh, but Guy Fieri also a uh, big Warriors fan, often at the games. Uh, but there's no way there's going to be a Tex Wasabi's at Chase Center. Look, Chase Center will serve two different levels of food. Soylent and, like, the French laundry. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll just be like, well, you can get a a $29 Kobe beef burger, or you can get um, a pellet, which <laughs> actually contains your nutrition for, like, four days. Because that is how those fucking assholes in San Francisco eat now. You either <laughs> eat Michelin star food or, uh, like industrial like that those like bars made of co- cockroaches they were eating in snowpiercer yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> it'll be like really like decadent for no reason food where you're like yeah these are nachos but actually this is like the mo- the rarest nacho cheese in the world we actually fly it in with a helicopter every day it's like why did you make the nachos with that it's like well that's what our customers want they're all assholes <laughs> that's what they want also just for a moment um i just want to acknowledge how completely messed up it is that the warriors are going to be moving into an arena in you know essentially the same neighborhood as where the giants ballpark is which is changing its name the same year this opens to oracle park yeah it's weird it's very confusing mm-hmm. also I think the Diamondbacks play in Chase Field. It's just... Well, did you see how they got the land that came out this week to build their thing? The the Warriors? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, did you not read the Ethan Sherwood Strauss piece? Oh, uh, Mark Benioff, you know, bad person, uh, uh, that, Salesforce oh, guy in San Francisco. Salesforce. Very charitable. Literally just gave them the land. He just gave the it Warriors was, the land. He just had land laying around for Salesforce. And it was, like, so, like, they were in such trouble because they couldn't build on that pier. He was just like, here, let's fix this. Here's my land. <laughs> it's going to be the fucking worst, dude. It's That it's... being said, I'm going to try and go the first season. <laughs> Man, it, by the way, I, I just encourage anyone to Google image search Mark Benioff. <laughs> because, uh... In a way, he kind of seems like he could be, like, Tex Wasabi's stepdad. <laughs> uh, and I have I have worked at a Salesforce convention. And, we don't uh, need to, that's too, that's too inside baseball. We, I don't want to have to explain anyway, what they, a Salesforce convention yeah, is. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> matter. But uh, it is weird how much he is, like, championed. For a company that essentially makes like database software, he also fucking like turned the San Francisco skyline into like his own personal Blade Runner. Yeah, I think isn't the hospital named after him now too? No, isn't that uh Zuckerberg? Oh, great, great! Yeah, what they, a wonderful city. Yeah, it's a we fucking used to live nightmare, in. dude. Uh, I've uh since they closed the AMC theaters on Van Ness, I have no reason to ever go back. 
All right. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> the UCSF one is named after him. That's why he had the land because the UCSF had all that land in Mission Bay. So could have been a hospital for children instead given to Joe Lacob. Uh, yeah. And he's like, you know, there's like wine cellars in it, right? I'm, I'm sure there's like panic rooms. There's probably a sex <laughs> dungeon in there. And people are like, are there girls there? And Joe Lacob's like, no, but repl- replicas of the Larry O'Brien trophy. No, the like million dollar courtside club tickets or whatever. Uh-huh. You can go under. Apparently you can go under the seats and they mm-hmm. have their own built in wine cellars for each of the fucking rich God. guys who are going to sit there. Do you think there's, like, a hyperbaric chamber that you can go in? It is going to suck so bad. Now, how? what level of season tickets do you have to have uh, before you get a blood boy? <laughs> it's like, who's, who's, the, who's the best player in the G League for the Santa Cruz Warriors? Well, his blood will be going into uh, the guy who founded Zynga into his bloodstream. Congratulations. Words with friends, blood of the young. Oh, man, it's going to be the worst. It's going to be terrible. Also, there is a a fairly decent chance that the team goes into steep decline. The crowd starting next year. The crowd is also is already worse there. It's been worse for like three years, but no one has wanted to acknowledge it. Mm. Um, Well, they don't really have a home court advantage anymore. (laughs) They play better on the road now. That's weird. Um. But yeah, it's, man, ugh, it's going to be so bad. It's going to be Yankee Stadium 2.0, like basketball Yankee Stadium. Remember <laughs> when uh, everything was cool about Yankee Stadium and then they moved to that new place and everybody hates it and like people can't afford to sit close? <laughs> yeah, and also the cool thing about going there now is um, you get to see a lot of people wearing um, Derek Jeter merchandise that makes it look like he died like saving a bunch of orphans <laughs> after 2014 instead of just retiring um it's like the captain in the clouds <laughs> all right now it's time to answer the question i've been waiting i should have done this one first i think but i've been holding it uh-huh. uh our friend at negative dunks asked what mm-hmm. sandwiches do you think the hawks rotation guys get when they go out after games Ooh. I have the Hawks rotation. I have the Hawks roster up right now. Uh-huh. I think we should go through one by one. Okay, great. Uh, all right. Our first guy, Justin Anderson. God, Justin Anderson. This is the guy who used to be a spur. Uh, he used to be a spur. He used to be a uh, uh, um, a 76er as well. Oh, yeah. Malcolm Brogdon. College teammate? Wait, no, he wasn't a Spur. No, he was a Philadelphia 76er. Oh, 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 sorry. Justin Anderson, not Kyle Anderson. (laughs) I don't know who I was thinking of. (laughs) He played 55 games for the Mavericks in 2015. (laughs) Okay, they drafted him. Mm -hmm. Justin Anderson, I don't, I gotta say, he... His nickname, according to Basketball Reference, Uh Simba. I I kind I kind of get that he's a six six small forward. I feel like this this guy is a uh, I think he's a meatball sub guy. Oh, interesting! Because there is someone on here who I know is a meatball sub guy, definitely, 
and was not going to pick one for Justin Anderson. He but could I do. Think, he he is a simple sandwich man. A five dollar foot long of some kind. It could be like, but I think he's I think he's like a meat guy. Like like, sure. like whatever the subway sandwich with a lot of meat on. I it. like a like a chopped cheese for him. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Our man KB Kent Bazemore. What kind of sandwich does he get? I think I think he's like into excitement in a sandwich. It's a fancy he, sandwich. It's a fancy sandwich, but I think it's one that's like like there's mozzarella sticks in it. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure, and I think he I think he has definitely tried to eat an improbably large sandwich within a time limit to win a t shirt before. <laughs> I also think for some reason he refers to them as grinders. Oh, for sure. And they're yeah. like, are you from the East Coast? And he's like, no, but, you know, I'm a grinder. They're grinders. <laughs> uh, here's another grinder. Torian Prince. What kind of sandwich is Torian Prince eating, Sean? I'm going to look at his face real quick. Oh, my gosh. Torian Prince. <laughs> what kind of sandwich? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what kind of sandwich is Torian Prince like? I think he likes like a club, some a triple decker club, you know, cut into triangles with the toothpick in it. Here's here's the impression I get from him. I think he likes a lot of uh, like kind of dressing things on it. Like 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 he likes. He's always like yes tomatoes, yes pickles, mm-hmm. yes cucumbers, yes lettuce. Why do you keep placing these guys all at Subway? <laughs> I mean, I just, I feel like they probably do kind of eat there. <laughs> After the game? Like, what's open? I just, I think, like... Can't you, look, if we learn nothing else from the Jesse Smollett case, we know that Subway is a place where famous people who are really rich <laughs> like to eat at two in the morning. <laughs> it's not suspicious at all. You know what? I've changed my mind. Torian Prince, I'm looking at him. Uh-huh. I think he gets a grilled cheese ooh, and a tomato soup. Uh, I can see that, yeah. <laughs> and he dunks, he likes to dunk it in the soup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of like a glue guy. I'm kind of like that tomato soup. All right. Our friend, our next guy, uh, one of my least favorite NBA players, I'm going to be totally honest. Um... <laughs> At negative dunks, says this guy. At DeAndre Benbury, mm-hmm. uh, definitely gets something big and sloppy. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, <laughs> and like things that don't just like like way too much. Like what if anybody has like a dirty sauce or a donkey sauce? Oh, you know what I think he does, too? I think he, every time... Now, this is not, like, a common thing in a sandwich place, but anytime he's at, like, a diner-type place, mm-hmm. he always gets the French dip. Yeah, I think, see, I think it's even lower rate than the French dip, though. I think he's getting, like, the loose meat, the sloppy joe, like, just straight up, like... Oh, he is a sloppy joe. dumped right? in everywhere. <laughs> Like a pulled pork. Like, it's you. just like like sauce and shit just dumping all over his hands and plate. DeAndre Beverly <laughs> looks to me like a guy who's dunking a sloppy joe in a thing of ranch dressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, this guy's a mess. <laughs> All right. Our man, one of our favorite NBA families. What's Miles Plumley eating for a sandwich, dude? Ooh, Miles Plumley. Uh tuna salad, baby. Yeah, it's definitely tuna salad, isn't it? But he's got like he's got like some like weirdly specific thing where he's like, well, there's 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 celery in it, but it's it's like really diced, yeah, really he fine. He brings it too. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. His wife made it, and it's like made with like <laughs> Miracle Whip. Yeah, and there's there's like a hard boiled egg chopped into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like and like he brings it from home, but it's still kind of just like wrapped in a napkin for some reason. <laughs> It's in a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to know Miles Plumley's nickname according to Basketball Reference? I definitely do. No one has ever. This is this is maybe the craziest one I've ever seen. Purveyor of fun. What? <laughs> a, no one's ever called him that. B, he's never purveyed any fun. <laughs> Um, you know, the title of this episode is going to be Miles Plumley's basketball Purveyor. reference nickname is Purveyor of Fun. It's weird. <laughs> it's so weird that like there's there's been such an alpha Plumley that's developed. When I I kind of like two years ago I would have been like all Plumleys are the same. Oh no, Miles is. I mean, uh, my, uh, fucking Mason. Mason is so much better. Oh, yeah. Mason is good. Um, and, like, cool, too. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, our man, John Collins. Oh. Do you want to hear his basketball reference nicknames? Maybe these will help figure out okay. what your, uh, what your nickname is. I mean, yeah. what your sandwich is for him. His nicknames, oh. according to basketball reference... Are JC, yeah, okay, whatever. And are you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. The Baptist. <laughs> Whoa. Is that because he's like dunking on yeah, people and he's always baptizing, he's baptizing them? them? I think that's actually a pretty good that's name. That's actually honestly. a cool nickname. Yeah, that's a good wow. nickname. John the Baptist. Hell you yeah. You should have done that instead of that plain dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Baptized a baby while dunking? Yeah. <laughs> or like he dunks like a model of his own head. Over like a woman dressed as Salome, that would be tight. Okay, so John Collins. Uh huh. We know he likes history. He likes history. He He's likes eating pow. a po' boy, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. like a traditional New Orleans po' boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's like he's getting it from like the oldest sandwich place in yeah. town. <laughs> All right, this and is then, a... and then he like he like also tries to bite into the whole thing and doesn't quite make it. All right, this is a fun one. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Deadman. Ooh. He's like a it's like a working man sandwich, I think. Yeah, because he's like he's like a late bloomer. He's a surprisingly like well rounded, but I could see there being like I think he's got like a little like spice to him. So oh, I could see interesting. It, so I could see it being something like like uh here's what I think for Dwayne Rubin. I think it's a I think it's like a pastrami Rubin. Yeah, I think that's a little messy. It might be a little messy. See, I because yeah, he's he's a lunch pail guy. Yeah, You're he's right. eating the kind of sandwich that you could eat on a girder. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking over the city after he's had the witch on a girder yeah. before. He's eat, it's two pieces of white bread, a slice, a slice of bologna, a slice of cheese, and some mustard. You know I what I mean? He, <laughs> I think I think like maybe treats himself like he he like yeah he you're treats like, himself oh, in there's and, there's pickles like, this time. <laughs> yeah, or like like oh he put salt and pepper on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, another fun guy. Oh, and you know what? I think Greg Popovich saw him eat that lunch and was like, this guy needs to be a San Antonio Spur. <laughs> All right. Ma- a guy who has uh, been on fire recently, mm-hmm. uh, Trey fucking Young, dude. What kind of sandwich is Trey Young eating? Well, Trey Young, I mean, he's he's a very young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of wild. He's mm-hmm. a little bit all over the place. I think Trey Young's having a fried chicken sandwich. And it's got like a special kind of like ale. You know, it's like it's a it's like an artisan fried you know chicken. What? I like that idea. I was going even deeper though. I uh-huh. think he's eating a crab cake sandwich. Ooh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Just like real fancy, you know what I mean? But real like hip. It's got like a frisee salad on top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, one of our favorite guys to talk about. A guy, by the way, who we thought was going to be terrible and turns out to be awesome, and I really love watching him play. Yeah, he, yeah, he rules, <laughs> and he, he still looks like he's, like, uh, a child. He looks like he's a Hogwarts student. <laughs> uh, according to Basketball Reference, his nicknames are Red Mamba. Can't be that. Sorry, buddy. Nope, not your nickname. Uh, there's Sorry, already buddy. Red Mamba, but this nickname... Is fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Red Velvet. Kevin that is, Red Velvet oh, Herder. <laughs> God, that's a great nickname. <laughs> Hawks are kind of killing it. <laughs> All right, Kevin Herder is from upstate New York. And he went to college in Maryland. And he's 20 years old. He's eating like a 24-inch long Italian sub to himself. Yeah, because I think he can't. He like can't put on weight. Yeah, you know he's... What I mean? <laughs> But because he looks like a high school kid, that's the kind of shit I ate in high school. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know if it really qualifies as a sandwich, but he's definitely a guy who every time he gets a chance to go to In-N-Out is ordering like a 4x4 or a 5x5. Five five. My friend Madrid in college mm-hmm. once ate for the cycle at In-N-Out. Oh, he went one, two, three, and four? Yeah, all in one <laughs> sitting. <laughs> It's incredible. Uh, we once had like an escalating, like, you know, X by X uh, progressive thing among people. And um, at one point, two of my friends, one of them was eating a 10 by 10 and the other one ate two five by fives. <laughs> and then they started debating on like. Like, at first, we were like, oh, the 10 by 10 wins. And then we're like, well, actually, the 5 by 5 had, like... It has more stuff. More buns. Yeah. And so, somehow, my friend convinced them that they needed to then uh, have a fry-eating contest (laughs) to determine the winner. All right, dude. Our next guy. Another rookie. Mm -hmm. This is the guy I think is for sure eating a meatball sub. Omari Spellman. Omari Spellman... I'm looking at that guy though, and I'm 
look, Meatball Sub for sure. If you look at this guy's face, I'm just like <laughs> he went to Villanova. He went which to Villanova, Meatball which Sub is, ass college. <laughs> well, I was I was just thinking like. I just think I think he's getting the cheesesteak. <laughs> no, you know what though? He's actually not because uh, he's getting that roast pork sandwich that all Philadelphians actually eat. That's oh, not the, the cheesesteak, yeah, yeah, the yeah, one yeah, with yeah. the broccoli rob on it. <laughs> yeah, he okay. That's your sandwich, buddy. But yeah, <laughs> but when he was still living in Cleveland, meatball sub all the way. Yeah, for sure, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh. All right, we're going to skip that guy. I don't think he's in the rotation. All right, here's another fun one. You're going to like picking this guy out, I think. Uh-huh. Sean. Yeah. What kind of sandwich is Alex Len eating? Okay, Alex Len is definitely eating something uh, that is, like, heavily fish-based <laughs> in a way that, like, like, like it involves a, like maybe multiple dry salted fish, like a I, fried sardines. Yeah, like like well, fried sardines on top of like a halibut. <laughs> like legitimately, this guy is the closest you're gonna see to like a sandwich that like Heathcliff the cat would make. He's he went to the University of Maryland. He's yeah. from Ukraine. Yeah. You know what? I think we're. You know what? He's the guy eating the crab cake sandwich. He might be. He might be. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, leave the shell on. Mix some <laughs> shell into the crab cake. That's where the nutrients See, are. I think of him as shell. soft. <laughs> I just think, like, look at his picture. I the just way think he plays is so soft, though. Uh, I mean... And just everybody that was on the Phoenix Suns and Fe- Devin Booker's teammate, I'm like, I can't really even judge them until they leave. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's not rebound. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's not blocking a lot of shots in his <laughs> career for a, for a seven one guy. I'll say that. I think he's getting a brie sandwich, dude. Like just, on a just, baguette. <laughs> You know, like one of those French style sandwiches that's just like brie and one slice of ham. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, melt, melt the ham. <laughs> it's like on a croissant. All right. I do love the idea of Alex Len like just delicately dabbing at the corner of his of his of his mouth. All right, and our last guy. Uh huh. Here we go. Vincent Lamar Carter Jr. Oh my god. What kind of sandwich does Vince Carter eat? I mean, he's like Here's what I think he's doing. I'll like I'll give you a second to think. Okay, you know okay. what I think he's doing? What's that? He's getting the sliders. He's eating one oh. and giving the teammates take the other two. And he's like, I ordered these to share. That that would be really tight, actually. I I like I like I feel like he would eat like a tiny sandwich, maybe. <laughs> the other thing I'm I kind of feel like just looking at him and feeling his vibe is, and I think this dated back to the Memphis years when he who did he Built give a that room for Deontay to? Davis? <sighs> I think he's got a panini press that he loves. <laughs> And I think, like, maybe he's not ordering that panini every time, but he's encouraging everyone else to get to like try a panini. Yeah, he's like a chicken pesto panini. 
Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah, I actually ground up this pesto myself. <laughs> but yeah, I think the Deontay Davis thing is why I think he orders the sliders with mm-hmm. the idea to share. Yeah, I <laughs> I think that's I think that's also correct. Uh, yeah, he's like uh, Alex Poitras is on a two way, and he's like, hey, take these two sliders, buddy. Yeah, take it, take them to go. <laughs> We're not doing Alex Poitras. He doesn't play enough. No, he's um, getting he's getting he's getting the special. Whatever's <laughs> he's saving his per diem. That's what he's doing. I could also see Alex Poitras being like a, a like a fluffer nutter guy. <laughs> All right. So are we ready to get to our final two questions of the night? Let's do it. Uh this questioner is so special. Uh, he has his own drop because he asks the best questions. Robot, play the drop. Now, at guard from North Carolina, you know him from what GM is what sex scene? And what owners should karaoke what songs? The King Questioner himself, at Ninja Pertil on Twitter, formerly Shot Daddy, A.K.A. Don Nelson. But shot daddy in our hearts. Here he is. The goat of reader mail. David Jordan. Alright. David Jordan. A.K.A. Don Nelson. A.K.A. Ninja Purtle. Had two questions for us tonight. He asked. Who wins in a two-on-two game between us and uh, the Take It or Break It podcast? John Wilms and Corbin A. Smith. Hmm. This is to me it's straight up TOB, dude. Well, I think John Wilms plays is the only one of us still, that actually yeah. plays basketball. Yeah. Uh I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but my pickup career ended uh when I took a charge from a professional dancer uh named Rain. And then uh, bruised a rib. Haven't really, haven't really gone back to competitive basketball after that. Uh, also, I think they're both taller than both of us. Mm-hmm. What I will say is, I'm pretty sure. Look, we're gonna lose that game, but uh-huh. I'm gonna nutmeg Corbin A. Smith at least once in that game. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's <laughs> gonna like. I feel like Wilms is gonna really. I mean, Wilms and Corbin are not a bad like NBA Jam. Yeah, they're combo. tall. Yeah, but but like Cor- Corbin's like an enforcer, mm-hmm. and Wilms I feel like might have like kind of a John Starks vibe. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that as an insult at all. I love John Starks. Uh, whereas, like, what would you say your b- basketball skill is, Joey? Uh, I'm a good passer and like a half decent shooter. Uh huh. I'm a half decent shooter, and I'll like set picks and stuff. Like, I don't I don't care. Like, I have a pretty high tolerance for pain on the basketball court i would say uh but i'm I'm not very good at basketball yeah i can that's, i'm that's, actually that's, a pretty good finisher around the rim actually um, um i can let but i'm five eight is the problem yeah and i'm shorter <laughs> than you uh i've i have won a free throw contest before oh well how's it feel to be a dad dude well, um, I, I, you know what? That that was almost the widest sentence I've ever said. But uh, you know, what my prize was a gift certificate for frozen yogurt. 
Uh, I once won a pair of Converse All Stars around from uh, for winning <sighs> around the world contest. That's pretty um, tight. You know who was running that contest? 49ers tight end Brent Jones. Wow. <laughs> and he like saw me pull up and was like, he like negged me in front of my entire PE class. And I was like, fuck you, Brent Jones. You don't know me. Because I was wow. so much smaller and like uh, skinnier than everybody. And I just nailed like the four three pointers around the world. And he was like, oh, you get a free pair of shoes. And I was yeah. like, go to hell, Brent Jones. <laughs> What do you think? What do you think your strategy would be if we had to match up with? Uh, I'm trying to. Kobe. I'm look. I'm handling the ball. Yeah. Uh, I'm asking you to set a screen every time, and I'm trying to get Corbin on a switch. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's what we try to do. I feel like they would want to be switchy without mm-hmm. really like considering the implications of that. Because look, not that. Like, Corpse is just a big... I think I might be faster than Corpse. That's the only reason, but I don't think I'm faster than Wilms. No, I think Wilms, I think Wilms is killing us in this I game. I also think they're both in better shape than I am. I think Corbin also is maybe killing us constantly oh, yeah, in this game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, we'd have to be very crafty, I, mean, I think. I'm, look, I'm talking a lot of shit in this game, though. I am trying yeah. to hurt their feelings. That's the only. I feel like that's our only. Because look, they think they love Michael Jordan mm-hmm. until they've had to play Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my goal. <laughs> I'm trying to show them how uh, they are my Kwame Browns in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, yeah, like like we're gonna get. Uh, you're gonna almost. Steve I'm gonna Kerr get them. very personal. Mm-hmm. I want them to try and fight me. <laughs> Because nobody plays well angry. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> All right. Um, let's get to David's real question, though, shall yes. we? Because we've somehow taken a lot of nothing here and done an hour already. It's crazy. Nothing's happened in the NBA, and we haven't <laughs> we haven't even mentioned the things that did kind of happen. All right, from David <laughs> David Jordan, he says. This is an all-star question. He sent it to us a while ago. We didn't get around to it, so we're doing it now. Hi, fam. Hopefully this isn't too late for your all-star weekend episode. Uh, one thing we know for sure is that the best episode of every season of Top Chef tends to be the Restaurant Wars episode, which I'm an avid Top Chef watcher, and I actually don't think that's true. The best episode is the one where they make them wear their blindfolds and taste test the food. Um, but anyway, given Giannis's American culinary adventures since coming to the NBA and LeBron's penchant for sea bass and fine wines, please, please pit the two all-star teams against each other in a restaurant wars style competition. What are the menus? Which players cook? Which players wait tables and which players host? And which team wins? More importantly... Does Clay hit on Padma at the judges' table? Uh, I mean, probably. We don't even need to answer that one. I say. I mean, we... he's gonna he's gonna banter with her, and she'll either. Yeah. I'm just. I think we just take the starters here. I mean, I know we want to put Clay Thompson. There's too many people on these teams. Yeah, and also, also like, clearly, Russell Westbrook cannot be given very much responsibility <laughs> in that kitchen. Like, like he could. He could definitely destroy a team 
uh, given almost any role in this restaurant war. All right. He's got to be a waiter, right? Who? Russell Westbrook? Yeah. I mean, we're just doing the starters. I'm not I'm going saying, through all I'm these saying, I'm just saying I think he would. I think he's the the worst person to have. He can't be a fucking waiter. No, he'd be yelling at the customers. He's got to be in the back of the kitchen. I think he'd like destroy the kitchen. Like I think he's he could be charming as a waiter. Nah, he's he's a line cook, dude. You're just like, or he's like he's the expo because he's got to be in charge, man. You got to give him the ball. He's got to expedite the food. Yeah, he'd be terrible. But anyway, so again, our starters. One team, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. The mm-hmm. other one, Giannis, Steph, Joel Embiid, Paul George, and Kemba Walker. Okay. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, Giannis is hosting. He's like your, he's your front of the house manager mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. team. And he's making it, he's making it very good. He's just I, walking around the dining room being charming to people, you know? I think... The other team should be putting LeBron James in that role, but they're not. They're going to put Kyrie Irving in that role, and it's going to be weird for the customers. <laughs> he's going to have like a lot of weird theories about nutrition, and he's going to share them with everybody unsolicited. Yeah, LeBron is definitely demanding to be head chef. Absolutely. Uh, and I think... That I think that's the more boring restaurant because LeBron's like, look, these are the lessons I learned at Blaze Pizza, and this is why we're going to be serving Chilean sea base bass based uh, entrees. See, I, yeah, I, yeah, I think LeBron's going to try and do fancy food, and it's going <laughs> to be bad because he, he's just he's oh okay. You know what I mean? He's going to try and do like a five star restaurant. And oh, because he's like, oh, he's, he's the wine's gonna get to him. He's gonna right. like get so focused on the wine, and he's like, oh yeah, this is classic. He thinks he's a foodie, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I and mean? And I can, and Kevin Durant's gonna like kind of. Right, who's the waiter on this team? This this team. So what are what are the positions we need to fill here? You need a head chef, uh-huh. of like a host slash front of the house manager. We'll give him because it's five people. We'll give him one waiter and then two. Okay. Two cooks. Two cooks. Okay. Um, this team so is I, impossible to find a waiter, a waiter. On, frankly. Is they have I think I, I guess think you've gotta harden? make harden a waiter. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gotta be harden. But he you know what? Harden is gonna cause problems in this kitchen. I guarantee yeah. it. He's not gonna write down people's orders for one thing. <laughs> no, He's gonna no, be rolling his know. eyes and be like, I remember it. <laughs> He's going to take, like, nine million cigarette breaks, mm-hmm. even though and he this, doesn't even smoke. This team is going to be drinking. Let me tell you that right now. Because <laughs> you can't make Kawhi the Leonard. You can't make Kawhi the host or the, no. the waiter. No. And so your kitchen staff is LeBron, KD, and Kawhi. Yeah. And KD and LeBron are going to fight. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi is going to... You know, be very quiet. Quietly resent. He might walk out mid-service. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's not, like, I think you need communication in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. And these guys are not, like, Katie is not going to like his job. Mm-hmm. Which means that Kawhi is going to have to, like, I think he's going to have to cook all the meat. I think he's going to be on the grill. Well, the other thing we've got to do is, if mm-hmm. this is Top Chef, 
all five of these people have to make a dish. Oh, wow. Because it's a cooking competition. So what dishes are these five people making? I think LeBron is demanding they do a French bistro. (laughs) But, like, it's a French bistro with, like, he's just, like, he does not know what he's talking about. He's, like, with, like, a gastro pub. He's, like, a French bistro gastro pub. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So I think I think Kevin Durant's going to try to make something with eel because it's the closest thing to a snake that He's you could legitimately make, find at the Kevin Durant kitchen. will make something so fucking boring, dude. Because <laughs> Kevin Durant is a fucking snooze as a per, as a personality. <laughs> uh, Kyrie Irving is definitely making a vegan dish, which is going to be kind of tough to fit into this French bistro theme and also it might involve Soylent. You know what Harden's making? Fucking dessert dude. Oh and it's yeah. it's so decadent. Harden's definitely making the best uh, ma- making the best dish on this team. I it's think. like it's like it's like a chocolate it's like a chocolate like three kinds of chocolate yeah, chocolate yeah. cake like. It's like called like chocolate three ways. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Kawhi's dish is boring but good. I think Durant's dish is boring but bad. I think Kawhi is making like a, a surprisingly delicious simple salad. Mm. No, I think he's doing meat, dude. Well, his favorite food is wings, right? Right. I think he's doing like meat and a veg, you know? He's doing a straight entree. Oh, okay, okay. Which leaves I think <laughs> I think KD is all was is doing like uh like some kind of shitty, like uh, some that some boring pasta, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the pasta is like unique, but not that good. No, it's boring. Yeah, it's and it's under seasoned. Uh, mm-hmm. LeBron is making the fish course, obviously. Yes, Harden's doing dessert, which means Kyrie Irving is making the starter, which makes mm-hmm. sense for his vegan salad or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I think Kyrie's dish, look, again, I watch a lot of Top Chef. I think Kyrie is doing, like, um, something overly complicated that he did not realize that he could not pull off because he also had to run the dining room. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And he, like, just didn't think about how much prep it took. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, his knee is bothering him, and he just can't. He just can't move around the kitchen. Also, something is LeBron James is throwing all of these guys under the bus at judges' table. Oh, absolutely. And just like, I tried to focus on my meal. Yeah, they didn't execute my vision. You know, you can tell which people have been in a kitchen before under pressure. (laughs) And and meanwhile, it's like, LeBron, you, you let part of this dish burn because you were just walking around and refusing to hustle. All right. Our next team. Mm-hmm. I think Giannis is your host. Yeah, he's front of the house for sure. Yeah, I think Embiid is your waiter. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's the. I think that's the best choice. Yeah, you're having a great time. <coughs> I think Curry is your head chef because mm-hmm. his wife is. He's the only one with any cooking experience that we know of. Well, also, I think he can maybe run a functional kitchen. <laughs> you know, like he can. I think he's going to manage. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's if you're really dealing with that much conflict between Kemba Walker and, and Paul, Paul George. George. I think this team is kicking the shit out of this other team. Yeah, this is a very like <laughs> I I would not. Okay, so Paul George is definitely making a fish course as well, mm-hmm. but it's like fish he personally caught. Yeah, no, but also he knows how to do it, and also these guys are just look. Part of being in, in uh, a kitchen is being part of a team, dude. They're picking each mm-hmm. other up. They're helping each mm-hmm. other out. Uh, all right, Giannis is making dessert for sure. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's gonna be something like a funnel cake. Yeah, and Bede is doing the starter with a cocktail that's a boozy Shirley Temple. Oh yeah, that's perfect. And yeah, and like, and it, then it's like a it's like fun. App. He's making like a fun app. Yeah, it's some kind of like. Um, I think he's making something that's like kind of like a kebab, maybe. It's a play on something. Yeah, yeah. I bet or it's like, like it's a play on jalapeno poppers, but they're mm-hmm. like stuffed with something fancy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh And then I think Curry is doing the uh, like pasta course, the Durant course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kemba is doing meat, and Paul George is doing fish. I think. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah, I, and I think. Giannis is doing like a funnel cake thing, you know. It's going to be about all the different fair foods. But the American thing, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Steph makes like a pretty, a pretty good simple sauce for his pasta. See, you know what? I don't think he does pasta. I think he does like um, risotto or like beans, a polenta, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like something his wife had in her cookbook, and it's fine. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Bede's starter, I think it's pretty good too. You know what I mean? I like. I mean, I it, it, I think it's scattered. Gonna... All of these guys seem like they could probably cook to me. Actually, well, not Giannis or Embiid, really, but like they have such galaxy brain. I don't want to be hard on them. <laughs> right, right. But also, I think I think like whatever Giannis does, it might be like like he and Embiid will probably make like kind of clunky things, but they'll be charming about it. Yeah, and they won't be like they won't be like raw. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they'll yeah, they might be like kind of dumb, but I bet they're kind of tasty. And again, Paul George's fish is he he's gonna have the best dish. He's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. Yeah, <laughs> people um, are like we had no idea you could do this, and he's like I can do it all. He fishes so much. And Kemba mm-hmm. Walker's, uh, I bet he does a Charlotte uh, barbecue thing. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The, totally. Yeah. Um, easily, this is like a walkaway win. Now, what I will say is, I asked Sightseeing. We know a Top Chef expert, actually. Yes, here yes, we do. Round Ball Rock, uh, Vince Mancini, the host of the Frotcast, um, has been. He's been uh, recapping Top Chef for, like, ever at Uproxx, film drunk at Uproxx. And I asked him. I didn't even read him the whole question. I just said, which NBA player would win Restaurant Wars and why? And he just said, Joel Embiid, front of the house manager. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. it, it, Which it tracks sense. to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he said, I want to say Draymond just because I feel like he would talk the most shit at judges' table. I bet he would. I bet he would. I think he would lose a restaurant wars, but like for a guy that was going to be running an actual kitchen, I think Draymond is an excellent choice. Uh, he, oh yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Like I like I kind of feel like while they would win, Team Giannis might be a little slow getting the the food out. Uh, 
Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, okay, Sean. That's been reader mail. Once again, you yes. can always email us your questions at roundrockpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at roundrockpod or call us out on the phone number I said at the beginning of this episode. I don't want to read it again. Nope. Um, should we get to the news? Oh, yeah, let's do it. All right. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Sean, our biggest story, the only story that NBA, the NBA uh, Twitterati are talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Carly Rae Jepsen once watched the singer Seal eat an entire loaf of ble- bread plain. This... This is a mind-blowing story, Joey. <laughs> uh, I, I still <laughs> don't totally understand it. Well, I read the details, and it <laughs> didn't quite illuminate everything. Well, let me let me read them to the listener. Uh, this was in spin. Singer, of course, Carly Rae Jepsen from Call Me Maybe, went on a, a guy named Zane Lowe's radio station today, uh, and she said... She once flew on a private jet with Seal and Michael Bolton to because they were all performing at a gala event, which, by the way, that is one of the more bizarre lineups you could ever put together. That's a very, very odd. I don't I don't really I mean, whatever, man, I hope I hope they raise a lot of money. So here's what Carly Rae Jepsen said. She said. Fun fact, Seal ate an entire loaf of bread one slice at a time. And then she said, because she's Canadian, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. (laughs) And then she said, it was gluten-free, though, so that's good. And then... (laughs) I mean, I I don't know if that makes that better. And then she says, she filmed him eating it at one point, pretending to text... And still has the footage on her phone and said, quote, he opened the bread, removed a single piece, closed the bread, ate the whole piece, nothing on it. Then he did it all over again, again and again. It's amazing that he (laughs) closes the package as if to me, this says seal the entire time was like, okay, just one piece of gluten free bread. And then he couldn't help himself. Um, would you have considered that like what do you think your emotions would have been watching that Joey now, here's an even crazier thing spin uh-huh. found on Michael Bolton's Instagram <laughs> no it's his Facebook page a picture of them in front of a private plane and it says awesome hanging with Carly Ray Jepsen and Seal in Winnipeg at charity event for David Foster and Seal is holding two packages of bread in this picture I'm kind of blown away. (laughs) Sean, Mm -hmm. how many pieces of plain bread do you think you could eat in one sitting? Not even gluten-free, just plain bread. I would prefer it not to be gluten-free, in fact. Yeah, of course. (sighs) 
And there's nothing on this bread. There's nothing on the bread. I'm trying to think You're if it's like... You're on a private plane. <laughs> I'm on a private plane. And yet... It appears Seal brought his own bread. I, I mean, that seems that seems correct. Uh, I think I could... I don't think I could eat a whole loaf of plain bread. No, how many pieces? Not piece by piece? No, and I'm asking, I'm not even asking you, could you eat a whole loaf of bread piece by piece? What I'm asking is, how many pieces of just plain slices of bread do you think you could eat in one sitting? And enjoy it. I don't think I'm enjoying them after seven. I'm at half. I don't think I could eat an entire piece of bread plain, <laughs> untoasted, and think and like enjoy it at all. <laughs> um, I would have to be like bread, I guess. So hungry, to- I like if you handed me just a slice of bread, I'd be like, "Why am I in prison right now?" Yeah, like, like g- kill. <laughs> God, it is it is a real bummer to think about that story. Now, but I mean, it's it, I guess it's inspiring that he could be delighted so simply, but also a little bit disturbing. I would say. <laughs> also, it's weird that Carly Rae Jepsen is our source on this. That that was going to be my next question: Is Carly Rae Jepsen a jerk for telling this story? Um, well, she seems like she kind of felt bad about it, but then couldn't resist. <laughs> but also, she secretly filmed him doing it. Yes. And has that footage on her phone. By the way, I, Carly Rae Jepsen, I don't have any money, but release the footage. Yeah, come on. I want to see Carly this. Look, this is my P-tape. I don't care about the fucking P-tape. <laughs> I care... So much about seeing Seal eat one slice of gluten-free bread one at a time. Yeah, <laughs> like the loaf is gone. <laughs> Look, I just heard this story, and this seems crazy. But I want to watch a whole clip of Seal eating an entire <laughs> loaf of bread. Absolutely. Release this footage, maybe. This is also the thing, like, Jimmy Fallon should be doing now. Oh, absolutely. This should the be seal the challenge? Yeah, like, no, but I mean with Seal. Just have Seal on right now and have him eat the loaf of bread during the show. Like, and then just keep, oh, why am I giving them ideas? And then you just keep cutting back and forth how, how many slices of bread does Seal eat? Letterman would have Seal, like, do it backstage. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jimmy Fallon, stop, stop, stop sucking up to everybody with your, your stupid beer pong. <laughs> bread. Individual, unseasoned bread. Put them down. All right, we're at 121. That's our that's our that's show. Enough. That's enough. Yeah. That's the NBA news for the day. Uh, so, Sean, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, check out the Everything Report at the Everything Report on Instagram, and uh, you know, be 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 good to yourself. It's the end of February. You know what I mean? Like, uh, don't pay attention to that Michael Cohen stuff. Don't worry about the primaries. Just 
Watch some basketball. You know what I mean? Go outside. Eat a whole loaf of bread, slice by slice. Eat a whole loaf of bread, slice by slice. Gluten with gluten or without. That's all. Um. Okay. And then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter, of course, at Frankie Muniz. Where this week, I tweeted, I use Bing for searching. MapQuest for navigation, Napster for music, and a Motorola phone, and I've never been happier. Hashtag Frankie Facts. Whoa. Are there a lot of Frankie Facts, do you think? Um, I mean, he just tweeted the one. Oh. Um. Hashtag did not begin trending. <laughs> uh, Sean, do you have a Luka Doncic song for us this week? Uh, Joey, I do. I do have a, a, I do have a Luke Donald okay. song. Okay, so for anyone who's just listening to us the first for the first time, a couple of months ago, our favorite website, Grantland Jr., um, posted a Luka Doncic song, a parody yeah. song. And um, we were unhappy with our own popularity as a podcast, so we decided this must be how you get viral. Yeah. So we've been producing... Luka Doncic songs nonstop ever yeah. since and have still yet to go viral. Not quite yet. Um, and I'm mad as hell and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> so, Sean, do you need to explain anything about this Luka Doncic song? Uh, this is more of a Luka Doncic song, more about the uh, the online perception of Luka Doncic, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it's also a uh, country music song. I think it's our first country song. Okay, great. Um, trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, and shut it down. Miles Plumley's basketball reference name is Purveyor of Fun. It's so weird. Say hey, good Luca. The ringing makes me want to puke. The coverage of you borders on obscene. I heard Bill Simmons stole your beard trimmings, stuffed them in a pillow forehouse from D.C. Well, reading about the Mavericks is no longer fun. Too many middle-aged men who call you their son. Some idiot called Luke a swaggy hoops kid And a creep sang to you dressed in a wig So hey, good Luca Want some Sambuca Your owner was puking out a limousine Ghost to Hank Williams, urging you to listen to Round Ball Rock. Now, we here up in heaven love NBA basketball and the old website Grantland almost as much as I love painkillers and whiskey, and second off. But well, we just plumb can't get into Grantland Jr. Me and Johnny Cash gave the NBA desktop an honest shot, too. Also, while I have you here, you can tell my good, no good son that if he brings home a single one of his rowdy friends, so help me God, I will haunt them. No matter what night of the week it is. Hey, and speaking of Monday Night Football, can you believe Jason Witten is going back to the Cowboys? 
Now we just gotta convince some team to sign Mark Jackson. They're the pits, and I ain't moshing. There's too much rewatching. I hope the show billions paid them a hefty fee. They're all hysterical. Their pods ruined America. I think Chris Ryan's about to turn 50. There were 500 articles about stars born. They loved that movie like the sports guy loved porn. Gaga sang at the Oscars and they all masturbated. Then explained how their orgasms were properly rated. So, hey, a good Luca. Like a necklace made of puka. The ringers, something out of the 90s. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 